Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, hello there, and welcome to Healthy Choices XM. We're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Hope you all have had a great week. We've got a fabulous show today for all of our listeners. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And we we wanted to talk today about our topic is the choices that you can make in your life to really impact your brain. This is one area, one organ in our body that we have to protect on a daily basis. And that with your liver is one of the most important responsible uh, organs that we can make changes in our diet to make an influence in, in, in actually our brain health and reversing brain injury or neurodegeneration. Our website is healthychoicesxm.com. Our phone number for any of our listeners who want to call in is 877-956-9566. And as always, you can always text us at 512-219-0724. Those phone numbers again are 877-956-9566. And you can text us at at 512-219-0724. And as always, you can check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. You can listen live from our website and also podcasts. For our previous shows, you want to catch up on some of the tidbits and clinical pearls. And also, we're on podcast on iTunes. So we're going to, we want people to be engaged and be able to take on these these tips of our show because we take the, we're very passionate about it. And our guest today is going to be the physicians from Progressive Medical Centers, and the topic that they're going to talk about is how to boost your brain. Dr. Gazagoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett are going to go to some real-world examples as integrative medicine practitioners at a progressive medical centers out of Atlanta. They service patients all day long, but look at integration medicine of all different types of disciplines to be able to affect the, the brain and improve it. We're going to, as a special guest at, at the Last uh, last fifteen minutes of our show, Dr. Anna Kabeka is going to talk is going to join us, and she is going to talk about the D- a, a specific hormone called DHEA and actually a nutritional as well that how it affects the brain function. Dr. Anna Kabeka has been featured on NBC News, CBS, CBS News, Huffington Post, ABC, and is also a double certified in regenerative and anti-aging medicine expert. She may be a regular on our show, but we're going to have just an introduction for her talking about how people can just don't give up hope, especially if you're tired of being sick. And she's going to give us a couple of interesting pearls for your brain and DHEA. So make sure you stay tuned to the last half of our show. Before we get started in our interview with Dr. Gaz Agoli, we want to talk about the top foods of your brain. You know, this, it's really important. We hear every, every, every day it's really it's important to eat uh, brain food or be able to eat fish because it's brain food. Well, I'm going to cut, break it down into to the foods 
that are really important and the ones to stay away from. So make sure when you choose the foods, it's not really the calories that worry about making fat, but also the nutrients that can give you optimal health and including your brain as well. One of the top, one of the, we're going to go through the few of them here, and then we're going to conclude at the end of our, after our break with some more. But one of the ones we want to start out with, for foods, top seven foods for your brain is turmeric. It's a yellow spice that's also seen in curry. It increases neural stem cell growth, so we can have these rebutting of neurons. This is the reason why Alzheimer's in India is very rare, because turmeric, or curcumin, another name for is consumed on a daily basis. It's a very potent anti-inflammatory antioxidant. And if you can put it in every one of your dishes every day, you will you will improve your your brain and also improve your regeration of neurons. So that's turmeric. Second one is wild Alaskan salmon. This is high amounts of omega-3 fats that are found to fight inflammation throughout your body, but also your brain as well. This was a study in Journal of Neurology found that older women with the highest levels of omega-3 fats had better preservation of their brain function than their counterparts. So it's important that these omega-3, even omega-3 supplements are important, but sometimes having the food has benefit because all the cofactors are there. You can get omega-3 fatty acids and therapeutic doses from wild Alaskan salmon, but also in sardines and anchovies are the best, these small fishes. So put that on your shopping list. Third one is broccoli and cauliflower. These are good sources of choline. It's a B vitamin. It's known for its role in brain development. And this is the reason why you have to eat your vegetables. If you actually, if you look and cut open a cauliflower, it looks like the brain. There's some people that believe that some nutrients or foods that look like different organs of the body are targeted for that. And for, for children, you can show that to them, and it uh, gives them a little bit of a game. That's the reason why it's important. But choline intake during pregnancy supercharges the brain activity of, uh, of humans and animals. So it's really important to consume these foods on a daily basis. That's broccoli and cauliflower. The next one is walnuts. If you look at walnuts, sometimes it looks like a brain, but it promotes brain healing. It's a, a specific fat that is found in walnuts called uridine. And this is very potent for the special fats that are important for the brain. It's high in antioxidant foods like walnuts can decrease the vulnerability to oxidative stress that occurs in aging and as we get older. So a little bit of walnuts every morning is probably a good start. Celery is another one. It reduces the inflammation in the brain. Coconut oil, we've talked about it before, or MCT oil, which is a extract of coconut oil, on a daily basis. Sometimes just a couple of teaspoonfuls a day is very important to re- stop degeneration of any type of neurological diseases. The research by Dr. Mary Newport said just two tablespoons of coconut oil a day would supply you to equivalent of 20 grams of medium chain triglycerides. So this is important for preventive. So make sure you put coconut oil on your shopping list. The next one is blueberries. 
high in antioxidants and phytochemicals, wild blueberries are probably the best. And it's important that people that have high blood pressure also, this is a, a something you should be doing on a daily basis. So those are, those are some of the top ones that we like that I think everybody should have in their kitchen at all times. And we're going to go through more after our, our interview with Dr. Gazagoli. And also, anytime during our interview, you can text us at 512-219-0724. we got a couple of people that have texted us already talking about ulcers, talking about high blood pressures and statins. And we'll get to that uh, in before our, our break. But let's go ahead and start our interview. We're talking about how to boost your brain, talking and how the, the steps that we can reverse some of these neurodegeneration. Sean, let's go ahead and get started. But now we're going to get to the next level, which is your brain function. Now, the brain is the master conductor of the body. If it is not functioning well, everything else will be out of tune and lack synchronicity with the body around it. The brain can be damaged from trauma, nutritional deficiencies, and even stress. Stress could be the number one culprit. Just like when we in, we are injured in other areas of our body, we know that we must do physical therapy and strength training to fully regain functionality of that injury. The same is true with the brain. If your brain has been under stress or trauma, you must do brain exercises to get it working right again. Tools like brain mapping and biofeedback can be used to develop cognitive function. Just like an athlete trains a muscle, and eats a certain way to boost strength, there are very, very specific foods and diet that we could use to increase strength and, believe it or not, create new pathways in the brain. A healthy gut is highly connected to a healthy brain function. Certain flora in our gut make a compound called brain-derived neurotropic factor that helps our brain stay young, and build new pathways. A healthy brain requires the right level of hormones to stay sharp and the right neurotransmitters to focus. Antioxidants and markers of antioxidant health are associated with less depression, anxiety, better memory. Tonight, we're going to talk about how to learn the nutritional secrets and brain teasers that will boost your brain and bring you back to balance with brain power, the progressive brain power, I say. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting, Dr. Burdett, is that since we're talking about the brain, mm -hmm. there's several physicians that have been studying this for years and years and years. I know Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. Braveman, they've all talked about these are integrative doctors, and a lot of them talk about brain first. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into why is it so important to evaluate the brain function when you're looking at a comprehensive approach, because now statistics are showing one in eight Americans, one in eight Americans will actually be diagnosed with dementia. And dementia, we'll get a little bit mm -hmm. later on in the, the uh, definition of dementia. That's a lot that we see here, and now it leads to Alzheimer's as well. But why is it so important to take an interest now in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and early 50s about mm -hmm. brain health? Mm -hmm. Because if we are active now, then we can keep our brain the way it is, just like the same pattern that you see with those who continue to exercise. When we continue to exercise, when we continue to use the body in a certain way, it continues to perform in a certain way. 
And sometimes it's not always obvious. So I, uh, I have a um, colleague who does, well, a friend who does integrative medicine in, um, in North Carolina, and she has a very busy practice and um, sees lots of patients. And she noticed uh, a change in her behavior. But what she noticed was feeling more agitated, feeling more irritable, and realizing that this just wasn't really who she was. And so she did things that we would think of along those lines, like um, thinking about hormone health and um, getting better sleep and, and different things that would, we would uh, associate with that would help to decrease um, feeling just more irritated and, 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 and feeling more aggressive. Um, but what she found is she eventually did some brain mapping. And when she, and brain mapping is a technique that allows us to look at pathways in your brain to see what's firing and what's not firing. And when she did this brain mapping, what she saw was that there was a huge red area of inflammation. And then it occurred to her that three months previously she'd fallen and she'd hit in her head. You know, not so bad that she really thought she had a concussion, not so bad that, uh, that, that she even had paid attention to the association and she herself is a clinician but when she got this brain mapping done she realized that that was right over the spot where she'd hit her head and then it made sense to her and it's over an area of the brain that's associated with more emotions and so she could have adjusted hormones all day long uh, she could have looked at neuro, different neurotransmitters even but the issue was there had been trauma to her brain and without appropriately diagnosing that her treatment was going going way astray and and then, and again, I, I point out again that she's a knowledgeable clinician, very in tune with mind and body and, and the interconnections, but that even she herself was not realizing that it was this damaged brain that was playing a role in her feeling more irritable, less like herself. And so when she got a good diagnosis and she began to train the brain, began to do exercises for the brain, like you can do with something called biofeedback that we'll talk about, this is when her mood began to normalize so we have to have an appropriate diagnosis and I say that to say the brain is what controls every organ in our body but even things like emotions can be tied up in how strong or weak your brain is at that moment and our brains can be weakened from trauma but they can be weakened from poor diet they can even be weakened from stress and so we've really got to address all these pieces if we're going to have a healthy brain the other other reason that you want to get started on something now is because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as the adage goes. And what we know is that fish oil, omega-3 fatty acids are far more effective at reducing dementia than any medication for Alzheimer's, than any medication that exists for cognitive decline. And so if we can start thinking about this now, if we can start mapping our brain health now, then we can see the areas where we can act most preventatively. We can even see old injuries and work around those. And we can, we can see what's going on. None of you would say, would argue with you know, uh, looking at something like your cholesterol or your oxidized LDL once a year to see if your heart is healthy, why would we not do our brain the same favor? You know, people say, well, you have to have your heart to live. You have to have your brain to live. Your brain controls what the heart is doing. That's the autonomic nervous system. So, yes, everything is wrapped up in the brain, and there are excellent tools for mapping where your brain is at, 
then seeing treatments that you need based on that and preserving brain health. Just like we can preserve muscular skeletal health, we can preserve our brain health. We are not just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting for brain function to drop off into this inevitable spiral uh, of aging. Quite the opposite. There are things that we can do to continue to youthify our brain, to keep our brain alive and vital and making new pathways, but we need information to do this. And so by doing some nutritional assessment, by doing some brain mapping, we really can get, get a bench line, get a baseline of what our, what our good areas are, what our weaker areas are, you know, just like you would look at heart rate when you're exercising so you can tell where you're at. We can do the same thing with the brain, and it's an important step to take in terms of really understanding what is the cause of dysfunction in your body. What is causing these issues? So I want to just go ahead... And just throw this out there because, you know, memory problems and dementia is, is affecting a lot of Americans. Study after study after study is showing that as we age, we are more susceptible to dementia, Alzheimer's, memory problems. In 2014, over 5.2 million Americans in the, United, in the United States were living with Alzheimer's alone. Now, I know that this show is not devoted to Alzheimer's, but ultimately there are some key, key signs of developing this disease that you can actually make some, some amazing modifications. And you have to understand something. Now, when I use the word amazing modifications, you can do that to prevent or delay the onset. Now we're seeing, which is a good thing, longer life expectancies from aging baby boomers will continue to increase. That's a great, great thing. But guess what? We're going to be seeing more memory problems, dementia problems. You have to take notice of this now. Now, we have seen a definite increase uh, in dementia, Alzheimer's. As a matter of fact, now they're calling Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. And what's interesting is that a lot of reasons why this is happening, that patients with type 2 diabetes are twice as likely to develop dementia and Alzheimer's. You hear what I said? Twice as likely. Now, there's many, many reasons for that. There's a cognitive decline may be caused by uh, depression, a B12 deficiency. Um, it could be caused from excess cortisol. Um, it could be caused by gut dysbiosis and, and SIBO, which we talked about last week, which is um, the bacteria in the small intestine. And it just could be caused due to a lack of good bacteria. But let me go ahead and, and give you some other root causes that Dr. Burdett and I, we're going to stop and talk about them. Um, Dr. Burdett, mm-hmm. heavy metal toxicity yes. from a chronic perspective yes. and reading some of the reports such as aluminum and mercury are thought to be linked with dementia mm-hmm. and memory problems. There's been numerous studies, uh, several studies in, in 1999 um, from a biochemistry um, uh, report talking about certain amalgams in the mouth may also be the culprit as well. Let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that and, and how does that play a role in brain function. Well, it's an excellent point. The environment is loaded with toxicity, lead and exhaust, mercury in our fish. And if you happen to be on a bottle of Centrum, 
aluminum in your multivitamin. So one of the things you just mentioned that uh, is damaging damaging to brain tissue is aluminum. So if you're a, if you're someone who uses that, I want you to go pick that bottle up and I want you to read on that label and I want you to see where that supposed multivitamin lists aluminum as an ingredient that you're getting that's supposed to be protective to you. So again, when we see these studies about how, you know, quote unquote vitamins don't work, well, are, is that vitamins or is that vitamins loaded up with things like aluminum that we know to have impact on the body? So, so yes, if the environment is contaminated and there's a risk of contamination almost everywhere, even in our foods, even in things that we are doing to be healthy, like multivitamins. And so those heavy metals, the brain is very fragile. And so you mentioned how um, Alzheimer's is even being referred to as a type 3 diabetes. So the brain is very fragile in the presence of sugar, and the brain is very fragile in the presence of toxicity. And so, so you, you know, interestingly, it was just last year that the first piece of research came out that associated diet-induced obesity with your brain shrinking. So as your belly gets bigger, your brain gets smaller. Why is that? Because that fat tissue makes free radicals, and those free radicals, those those they're called oxidants, it will damage your brain. Well, why is that? Well, the brain is predominantly made of fat, and things that are made of fat tend to be very fragile. They're not as strong as protein. Uh, they're not as strong as other types of tissue. And so things like sugar and things like metals, are, are, are it's very easy to damage that brain tissue. Another issue of fat is this is where things are stored, particularly toxins. So if I uh, biopsy fat cells in your body, I'm going to find much higher. If you've been exposed to pesticides or metals, I'm going to find higher levels in the fat tissue than I do in your blood. Why? Because the body says, this stuff is bad. I need to clear it. I need to store it. And what do we use for storage? Fat. Not just for caloric storage, but to store toxins away from our body as well. And so we will begin to put toxicity in areas of fat, like your fat tissue, but your brain is 85% fat. So we begin to store toxins there as well. Now, you add to that that the brain is not very good at detoxifying. The brain is not very good at creating antioxidants. Your liver is much better at that. You know, and so I use this simple analogy to help people think of it. Think what, think what happens if you have uh, uh, two glasses of wine. Now think what happens if you have four or six glasses of wine. You're probably thinking, I'll fall over. I can't think straight. Exactly. Your brain is very fragile in the face of that alcohol because it cannot detoxify it as well. But, but you don't get liver damage from four to six drinks. In, in fact, it takes drinking excessively over many years to really elevate liver enzymes. I'm not saying that this is something that we're trying to do. But my point is that the brain is impacted long before the liver because the brain is more fragile in the face of oxidative stress. Alcohol could be one type of that, but heavy metals can also be a type of that. And so the, uh, the brain's defense system, the way it makes antioxidants is through something called 
glutathione peroxidase. Well, it only has about 10% the amount of this that your liver has. So again, liver can keep up with toxicity much better. The brain is more fragile. The brain works as a, a storage unit for toxicity, and the brain has very little protection from toxicity. So heavy metals become quite a big deal. Now, take what I have said about fat and turn it into something useful to you. So if if we know that fat is where toxins are stored, do not, I mean, I would encourage you to eat organic all the time, but if we have to make economic choices, if we have to make choices, do not eat fat, fatty products that are not organic. You're listening to Healthy Choices, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. You can call us at a toll-free at any number, 877-956-9566. And text us at 512-219-0724. We're going to be talking more about brain and your brain health and how we can improve on it. And also, after the break, we're going to get Dr. Anna Kabeca is going to talk to us about special hormone DHEA. So come back after the break on Healthy Choices XM.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices and broadcasting live from Austin, Texas, as we're talking about your brain and your brain health and how to slow the de- decline and what do we what can we do to improve our functioning. We were listening to Dr. Gazagoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett from Progressive Medical Centers as they take a different approach to understand the root cause of what causes this de- decline in the brain. And we talked about uh, brain mapping, how we can find out the spots that are, have been, been damaged. We, we also went through how certain pesticides and also heavy metals, including aluminum, uh, in our diet is, is also a factor. Also, one of the biggest culprits is sugar. Getting rid of sugar is the, is the number one simplest thing that we could do to improve our brain health because it is, can be very toxic to the brain at high levels. It's almost, we call that diabetes 3 as, it, as the brain causes a degeneration of the brain over a period of time. And then toxicity and pesticides are, are a big factor that cause that are neurodegenerative. So these pesticides that we see, especially Roundup as we're going into weed season, this is something that everybody should just completely stay away from. And Dr. Cheryl Burdett talked about have, when, when, when you see someone with a large belly, it's a very good chance that they're storing a lot of these items into fat tissue and their brain is actually shrinking. So this is something to to be aware of. And Texas, if you have any questions, 512-219-0724. And always check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, for specials that we talk about on our show, nutritionals, and our famous male and female energy support that helps with adrenal support and it also modulates your hormone levels. That's also an important part of brain functioning. So check that out on our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com. We're going to get to the phones here. Uh, Tammy, welcome to Healthy Choices. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is my uh, first time listening to your program. Um, I was listening to your program, and I heard you say how the um, your brain is pretty much impacted by heavy metals. Um, and I was wondering how lead poisoning would impact your brain um, in children and for adults. Would it just stay in your brain, or is there a way that you can gradually decrease that? Well, that's a really good question, Tammy. Uh, lead is a neurotoxin. We're along The number one neurotoxin is mercury. And the important part of uh, lead, is, trying to remove it, is it gets attached to bone marrow and so it gets in mm. the bones because the body takes it up along with calcium so it's mm-hmm. really important that it's a long-term process to get rid of lead if it gets in the brain unfortunately that's the we, we hopefully it's the last resort we never wanted to get to the brain and and the brain's got a pretty good covering around the blood brain barrier that prevents a lot of these heavy metals from getting there but removing it is is a process called chelation so it's something that oh. absorbs the heavy metals and excretes it through the excretion, usually through normal channels. So it's important to get with an integrative medicine physician. There's a certain chelators called 
D uh, that are available. DMPS or uh, D DMSA is another uh, pharmaceutical that's used to has a high affinity for lead. Also, EDTA is another one that is we use as a suppository that is has a high affinity for removing lead. So if you just just Google those items, you'll see uh, these are some of the therapies that are effective to use. But it's really important if you have lead exposure, it's it's not something you would just find from lead paint. It is it's almost everywhere in our environment. Unfortunately, many many of our food items are coming from different countries that have water supplies that have lead pipe. And if you're in Flint, Michigan, you have tons of lead that you've been exposed to. So it's a real problem. The answer is get with an integrative medicine physician. You can just Google functional medicine doctors in your area, and they'll be very skilled and be able to help you with that. Okay. Well, thank you for your insight. Thank you. Okay. Thank thank you, Tammy. And uh, okay, thank you. That's a great question because heavy metals is one of the biggest culprits for degeneration of the brain. So it's important if you do have high levels, get them out over time, especially if you have any fillings, make sure you remove those by a biological dentist because this is something that is neurotoxic. There's no need, there's no use of mercury in our food supply, in vaccines, and aluminum is also one of the biggest preservatives in flu vaccines, in many vaccines. So we find that it's very important to get rid of these items from our food supply. And Hank, uh, welcome to Healthy Choices. How can we help you today? Well, good day. Hello. Good. I'm wondering uh, what causes lipomas. I'm sorry, what was, what was your question again? causes, you know, fatty lumps. Fatty lumps. Well, you know, that's a great, uh, it's a great question because many times these are little tumors that are fiber, fibromatosis, that are fibrinogen cells that are replicated that uh, sometimes could be around nerves, sometimes they're just there, uh, that are, the body actually makes these sometimes as a result of uh, an immune response. And many times they're just totally benign. And they, they, they something that uh, doesn't change in size. We have sometimes, we, we find uh, in our pharmacy, these uh, find these on the soles of the feet, and they call these planters fibromatosis. And they can be very painful. So if it doesn't hurt, and it's something that's uh, it's just there, I would just uh, ignore it and make sure you just... Uh, I would probably pay attention to other areas of your health, and especially like we're talking about today, making sure you're taking mm-hmm. care of your brain. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just wondering if it's not a toxicity issue also. Like it's you know, I, stored I, like I, in the fat. Well, it, again, your body just comes up with these, these small benign uh, tumors very often, and, and you'll see them. I think it's just important to have your doctor watch them if they start to grow or they yeah. start to be, become a problem, you may need to biopsy and take a look at it. Well, it seems like, you know, I'm getting more of them, you know, as I, as I age, I get just more of them yeah, up here all over. It, it, we're going to make sure your liver functioning test is good. So make sure when you uh, talk to your doctor about it, 
and make sure we do your your liver enzymes to make sure that there isn't any yeah. toxicity, and that's something to check on. Yeah, I think so too. The liver has a lot to do with it. That sure does. Okay. Well, thanks. Hey, thanks, thanks, Hank, for calling. You you're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're waiting for Dr. Anna Kabeka to to join us. You can always text us at five one two two one nine. 0724 and also check out our website healthychoicesxm.com we're running a special today of people sign up to our newsletter and put their email address and and address we'll give them a free bottle of our male or female support and again this is a tremendous value over $50 but we want to just say thank you to our listeners because we've been on XM now for over a year and we have some of the highest ratings on Saturday. So we want to thank our, our listeners by giving this gift. So check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, because this is a a show that's informative. We spend a number of uh, hours preparing for the show to topics that are in the news, but also topics that are res- that can change your life by making responsible choices. As we were talking about brain foods early in the first part of our show we went through a, a number of them for, the, for our listeners that may not have been able to to hear the first part of our show we went over turmeric as the top foods for your brain wild alaskan salmon broccoli and cauliflower walnuts celery coconut oil and blueberries as one of the top foods that are important for the brain and also it's important to limit or to eliminate sugar from the diet and and also it's you cannot ever eliminate exercise the physical activity of exercises causes biochemical changes that strengthen not only your body but also your brain and particularly areas for memory and learning also a simple tip is intermittent fasting. If you're in, if you're insulin resistant, any of our any of our diabetic uh, patients that are listening today, intermittent fast, fasting stops that insulin resistance, and that insulin resistance is allowing is what we find is the blood sugars are unable to be absorbed into cells, and they are actually staying in the bloodstream, and this is where this inflammatory cycle starts. This is why this intermittent fasting occurs, allowing the body to become more sensitive to insulin to allow sugar or uh, glucose to be absorbed into the cells more freely. Increase healthy fat consumption. Beneficial health uh, promoting fats in your body, or um, we're talking about organic butter from raw milk, clarified butter, uh, olives, organic olive oil, coconut oil, nuts like pecans, macadamia nuts are also a good one, free-range eggs, um, Alaskan salmon, and also avocado are also some of the most important ones that we have uh, found to be important for the brain. I believe we have uh, Dr. Anna Kabeka. Sean, do we have Dr. Kabeka on the, show, uh, on the air? 
Well, we may be just getting her. So I think I think she's just just Lonnie. Dr. Anna Kabeka, welcome to Healthy Choices. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, great. Well, thank you for taking your time out on your busy Saturday. I know that we've spoken about uh, having you as a guest on our, on our show. We want to give our listeners a little bit of a warm-up. Well, hopefully you can be able to join us again. And again, for our listeners, Dr. Anna Kabeka is has been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, the Huffington Post, and is also board certified in regenerative and anti-aging medicine. She's an expert in many areas of finding the root cause for many complicated disorders. And, you know, I think you, you said it best on your website that if you ever heard the phrase, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I think that that sums it up, that people sometimes are just exhausted and they just have no place to actually turn to. But you shouldn't give up, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on to hope and keep looking. Keep looking. Dr. Anna, we, we talked about the first part of our show. We're talking about brain health and the things you can do for for brains to improve their function. I know that you've spent a lot of time looking at hormones and specifically DHEA and how that is, is so important for brain functioning. And you've come up with some, you know, some you've developed some wonderful nutritional products. And I want to make sure we, before we leave today, you, you tell us your website and also some, some novel ways that you've been able to deliver DHEA for uh, our listeners, especially women. Yes, absolutely. So going from brain health to the rest of our body, especially our female bits, absolutely. There's some great benefit to DHEA all over. Definitely want to encourage our body to make it ourselves, but then to also um, be able to use it judiciously when we need to. Well, that's right. We can't have, it's it's important that we don't have too much DHEA. It has to be measured, right? It has to have a practitioner like yourself to be able to make sure that they are low and they get just the correct amount, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where it goes, you know, it's pretty important to note that DHEA as well as testosterone, estrogen, progesterone naturally decline as we age. So when we hit our 30s, mid-30s, early 40s for sure, we're at a significantly lower Um, level of DHEA than we were in our 20s and early 30s. So there's a steady decline. And it is rare in the menopause and andropause. So for those of us over 50 and have transitioned into either no period or in the perimenopause to have, you know, optimal levels of DHEA. I mean, I see it in less than, I mean, a minuscule fraction of patients where it's, okay, we don't need to replace here. So I think it's important to measure. And then also, you know, where I came to recognize is that increasing our hormones as we age, improving our hormones as we age, is really about lifestyle, lifestyle and certainly proper supplementation. So hormones, for our listeners, is important to brain health, not just as much foods that they eat, but also the proper hormone levels. And we can't have ignore a simple a hormone like like DHEA, because DHEA is prescription almost in everywhere in the world, right? Absolutely, yeah. And so we, we should be very fortunate 
that we should uh, that we can be able to have it as a, as a supplement or even topically. But many seniors have just ignored their DHEA levels, and we've seen them in our pharmacy that all of a sudden they're they actually can think better, and they sometimes their memory returns, and they mm-hmm. actually be able to they seem to be able to handle the stresses of their daily activities. So it's, it's, it's important for brain function, for heart, for insulin resistance, for sleep, and protecting uh, muscles. So it's, it's, it's very ubiquitous, isn't it? Absolutely. And what we're finding, too, in the research is improved immune system, so decreased risk of cancer as well. And I think DHEA follows, you know, as we can in the U.S., prescribe, you know, recommend it over the counter again. You know, very judiciously, I would always recommend someone have some guidance, especially if you're using any oral formulations of DHEA. But DHEA, I think, falls in the same category as vitamin D or pro-hormone D. I mean, it is over-the-counter. It's very important. Too much isn't good. Too little is not good. And this optimal range, the sweet zone that you get to, has a great immunosupport, naturally anti-inflammatory, helps your you know, communicate with all the other hormones in your body. And the same is true with DHEA. Well, doctor, you know, we, we had a listener that just talked about, uh, asked the question about lead and also heavy metals. And in your practice, you know, have you, do you have some interesting or different uh, remedies, not remedies, but actually protocols that you've developed to reduce heavy metals uh, for patients in addition to the proper hormone levels? Yes, absolutely. And I think when it comes to lead detoxification, you know, we look at we look at several things. Certainly, you know, healthy levels of vitamin C is important and different ways that you can detoxify that. But it starts in my practice with a healthy nutritional detoxification program and a modified elimination diet to improve and empower the gut. And part of that is is nutrients that help your body get alkaline not talking about blood pH, we're talking about urinary pH, there's a big difference, but get alkaline, get good minerals on board, remove like sugars and really help your body's natural detoxification process because we're exposed on a daily level to a toxic environment. So daily detox is an important part of our lifestyle now. And and doctor, you have developed some interesting nutritional uh, compounds mm-hmm. that have been, we patients just love it to be able to get the energy back, but also constantly being able to do a small amount of detoxification on a daily basis. Maybe you can share our listeners with some of the formulations you've come up with, and also we want to make sure we uh, tell our listeners your website as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I blog about this a lot. Something I realized in the menopause, it is a lot harder for us to lose weight. Same with guys. They're not immune to it, but women definitely a lot more. And what happens is that we really need to kind of live in a state that I call a keto alkaline state. In other words, fat burning and getting our urinary pH alkaline and uh, regularly detoxifying. And so what that looks like is a diet high in healthy fat, natural fat, 75 grams around per day. And depending on like for a 150 pound woman or so. And then um, 50 to 70 grams of protein and 35, 25 to 35 grams of carbs. And that becomes 
uh, keto alkaline um, nutrition plan. And I, I blog about this a lot because we, you know, fat stores toxins. We need to mobilize our fat and remove the toxins safely. We can't do it unless we're getting a healthy amount of alkalinizing vegetables. So I created nutrition nutrition plan and nutrients to help. So my um, superfoods formula called Mighty Maca, which has over 30 superfoods in it, and then my keto alkaline zero gram sugar protein shake. Again, very important to stay, get us healthy nutrition on board and help our bodies detoxify so we don't have cravings, so that we can get to an optimal body weight and keep our hormones balanced. All that's incredibly important. Sugar, taking out sugar out of the diet and making sure you have shakes, protein shakes and foods that don't have added sugar is really important for uh, for everybody, and especially as, a, as children start, is to make sure that they stay away from that sweet tooth because this is a habit that it can set them up for failure, many, many immune dysfunctions later on, correct? Absolutely, and, the, and we're seeing that now through our generations is that this current generation of youth has, does not have a longer life expectancy than we do. And so this is the first time in our history that we're really seeing that our youth is, is not having the same life expectancy that we do. It's less. And that's frightening. And, I, and certainly sugar, our diet, our environment, our indoor living, all that stuff has taken a toll. But when we go back to nature, we honor our, our design and Lent's coming up next week. And I, I think keto alkaline nutrition plan is key to, to a healthy fasting program. So, you know, we have to kind of honor our design. We were designed to live moderately, not in excess. And and that's key to teach our youth and model it ourselves. You know, we, Dr. Lane Sebring is going to be with us next week, and he's going to, he's a big proponent of ketone, a ketogenic diets. And I wanted to get your opinion because it sounds like you have a similar philosophy, uh, it, being able to have the body be able to process ketones ra- ra- rather than glucose is, is a healthy lifestyle choice. Absolutely. But the issue that I have with ketogenic diets, and this is why ketogenic diets fail, especially for women, is that we start eating you know, healthy fat, healthy protein, but we don't get enough carbs or alkalinizing carbs to really alkalinize our bodies on a cellular level. And if we're not testing, we're just guessing. So what I mean by that is we're not talking about getting into ketoacidosis. I'm not talking about that because our blood pH is is very, very stable. But on the cellular level, looking at um, if we're eating high acid forming foods like meats and fats, and we're not eating enough vegetables and greens and alkaline, you know, drinking enough water, alkalinizing um, components to our life and our lifestyle, then we, when we're checking our urine for ketone and checking our pH, we'll see that our urinary pH is on the acidic side. Well, that throws your hormones off balance. That can have you craving. That can make the diet go, be very difficult for you. And it can do for others, but it did for me. And I call it make us keto crazy and it's like when you're just you know your neurotransmitters are not on <laughs> you're all screwed up that's right i think that's probably more well, doc- true for women than men <laughs> that's exactly right it you know dr uh-huh. 
we really enjoy you being on the show today. We, we've got just a few minutes, a few seconds, but I want to make sure I get your website. If you can give your listeners your website, because you have some amazing products uh, to make sure yeah, we, we we broadcast that. Thank you. Yeah, at DrAnnaKadeka.com. So my website is D-R-A-N-N-A-Kadeka, spelled C-A-B-E-C-A.com, DrAnnaKadeka.com. And I have a freebies page and tons of good blogs on ketoalkaline diet. So that should support you. And then DHEA for women. Well, that's right. And we're going to put that on our website, Healthy Choices xm.com and dr anna we really would like to have you back on again because you're you're actually a pioneer in being able to help women and also be able to come up with some innovations in different formulas for for people so we'd love to have you back on is that all right that's awesome thank you i'd love it that'd be great and next week uh, for our listeners dr lane sebring is going to pick up where we left off talking about ketogenic diets Let's, well, have a great week. We'll see you next week at Healthy Choices XM.